Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Start out with the crop report. I was on the road last week, traveled out to northwest Ohio. In route, I, I did see several fields that are running out of in in the wetter areas. Boy, you can definitely tell the growers with different nitrogen programs. You'd see the two or three yellow fields all the way to the top and the next one's green all the way to the top. You could see that end management was making a difference uh, for the guys on that trip all the way across from starting here to Hayworth up through Gibson City all the way over to uh, Defiance County, Ohio. Out there, um, we found a big crop, um, both in corn and soybeans, probably one of the stronger crops I've seen in a while. Uh, they have a boatload of disease just like we do here and they definitely are fighting some N issues so you can tell the fields that guys have managed the N on versus they didn't. One thing I didn't find was tar spot so um, not a big star tar spot issue out there in the corn. Beans look good too. Beans are potted heavy out there as well. You know the one thing they need out there to bring this puppy home is they're going to need one maybe two more rains. Uh, starting to get some pretty good sized cracks um, but the crop really looked good as as far as last week goes so um, if they can pick up some rain traveling through there in the last uh, 30 days here it's going to help them a bunch. From there I traveled to Columbus, Indiana so went down uh, through Indianapolis and, and south uh, again that whole trip saw a lot of good looking crops uh, when we were at a field day uh, down there get out in the field and see uh, again a lot of disease no tar spot but a boatload of southern rust which is uh, again a southern disease that we're fighting this year um, but again didn't see any tar spot did see a lot of good looking corn and beans down there as well um, they're not as quite as short on water as the, as the guys up in the Ohio area but uh, could use another rain to finish I also traveled to northeast Iowa for a wedding <laughs> man for a state that's been on the drought map for five months crop out there looks awfully good and you can you can see some areas especially around highway 20 and 18 there where uh, um, you know the corn is burning on the side hills and the light ground they're, they're running into some stress but boy I expect to see a lot more stress than I did um, that rain has got to be uh, coming in a pretty timely fashion to hold that together. I do see on the uh, weather map today, and Thomas showed it to me, the area that's probably the driest that we drove through uh, as I'm putting this podcast together was getting some pretty significant wind uh, and potential rain. So I, I hope the damage from the wind is limited and the rain is plenty for you guys up there. Um, but I am impressed with how much corn and beans I saw based on the amount of water that you guys have received up there. Here locally, some of the things are really starting to change. Disease pressure is bringing some of these cornfields to their knees and quick. Fields that were green and rocking along only seven days ago have lost their color and ears are hanging. There's a lot of disease out there, but tar spot is the one that has really exploded. Past three weeks, I've been baffled. I, I couldn't see much difference between what we sprayed and what's not sprayed when it came to tar spot. I do believe that is now changing. Uh, areas that we're finding in fields where the airplane couldn't get to due to obstructions 
are now starting to show up. And while we still have tar spot out in the field, the unsprayed areas are flat out exploding with tar spot where we have the heavy pressure and they're bringing that corn to a halt. This tar spot's bringing enough stress that the grain fill is now on a fast track. And remember when we stress corn in the, in the reproductive stages, we speed things up. Unfortunately, we shorten kernel depth. Now, along with the mixture of disease pressure out there in the corn from GLS to northern leap light to southern rust, the tar spot in many fields uh, is putting enough pressure on it that now we're also starting to see the anthracnose top kill. So that anthracnose top kill is when those top two leaves die, and the corn plant normally should die from the bottom up, but you'll start to see the top two leaves in the field that are dead, and uh, the middle of the plant is still green. Now we don't have a fungicide for that top kill and it usually shows up when the plant's under stress. So when we spray a fungicide, it usually helps prevent it or slow it down to where it uh, doesn't become a yield affecting disease. I do believe we're going to see some big numbers out of our fungicide plots and we'll probably find out that some of these fields should have been sprayed twice, uh, especially those fields that got sprayed early. How much yield loss we're going to look at is going to be tied, be tied to where that ear development was uh, when the plant started to shut down and make a run for that finish line. I do believe our later planted D hybrids, those that get a lot of their horsepower from depth, uh, will have the most to lose. Fields with heavy disease pressure that were not sprayed, I think they've been pulled back from potential high yields or record yields to slightly above average. Still a good crop, but I believe without a fungicide, we probably left a lot of money on the table as we watch this thing finish. With this blast of heat, we'll see some field edge scorching, mainly on that south and west sides of the cornfield, especially if they're not protected um, you know, by another cornfield or timber. I expect this blast uh, of temperature will bring on another round of southern rust. As we finish this out, we might see some orange combines come fall. Areas that are dry may be giving up some of that ear fill. Areas with moisture, I think, can continue to build a big crop in both corn and soybeans. In soybeans, we can now see SDS from the road. And as fields turn, this will become more evident. In our seed treatment plots out in the field, we're starting to see the seed treatment separate itself from the checks. So those will be some interesting plots. Pod load continues to look good and insect pressure for the most part seems fairly light. These beans still keep chugging on. Scouts out there start rating these corn variety plots for tar spot. We need to get our arms around this beast. If you're visiting corn plots on your way to the Farm Progress Show, grab some leaves uh, grab the same leaf off of each hybrid and put them side by side and look for the ones that look like they're doing a better job of handling it. The heaviest pressure is definitely 136, Highway 136 and North. You can find it about everywhere, but that's where the heavy stuff is. If you find numbers that look exceptionally well on tar spot amongst varieties that are getting shut down by tar spot, take note. Give me a heads up as well. We need to see if we can find some hybrids out there that are making a difference. 
I'm headed to the corn and bean fields in Iowa tomorrow, so I'll give you a heads up on what I see next week. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.